get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. The Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Duminal Crossing. What is going on today, Doom? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, pretty good, my friend Andy. Uh, you know, last week we talked about, you know, a bunch of games that I've been beat- beating. Uh, you know, I finally beat Prince of Persia. Uh, I replayed GTA 4 and beat- actually beat it and the DLCs for the first time. And just last night, I replayed GTA 5 again. And, uh, you know, it's really it's really interesting going back to, you know, to a game like GTA 5 because, you know, you get, you know, it gets so ingrained in your brain and you kind of take it for granted and you you have these ideas about it. And I kind of had a similar thing when we did our Prime 3 uh, definitive ranking episode and uh, going back and replaying uh, GTA 5 again, it made me appreciate, you know, just how ahead of that time that game was. Because honestly, it feels like a game that could have came out like three or four years ago, but it's, like, over ten years old now. And, like, you know, for what that game offers and, you know, some of the writing in that game, um, and even even visually, like, the game still looks incredible today. Like, it really, I feel like, stands the test of time. For the most part, there's a couple of nitpicks here and there, but it is, um, yeah, it's just truly a phenomenal game. And, yeah, that's pretty much been my life. I've just been, you know, de- delving back into these old classics that I haven't played in so okay. long and kind of re re-experiencing them with a fresh coat of paint well i'm gonna tell you what i have to take your word for all three of those games because i've never played any of them include I, I people always look at me like i have three heads when i say i've never played a grand theft auto game and, and and i don't know i never went out of my way not to play them i just i never have for some reason and we've talked about this a little bit in our discord but i actually would be like pretty curious to check out like vice city and, and gta 5 and and i don't know maybe even gta 6 when it comes out um because, yeah, like, I, I really don't know a whole lot about them. And I remember asking in the Discord, like, like guys, what makes this different from, like, a, a standard open-world game? And I got a lot of, like, kind of cool responses. So maybe I should check it out for myself. I, I've i been struggling this week with games, though, man. I've been trying to finish Horizon, and, like, I, I think I got, like, five hours in this week. It was nuts. Yeah, because... Yeah, and I think I, I think I know why. Because you, you are definitely more of a handheld gamer in the Pro Switch era. And right now, you're kind of bottleneck to that console experience which is a little not your preferred yeah not your preferred style 
Honestly, and I, I've been thinking I've been thinking about this. I think you should actually consider investing in a Steam Deck. I actually I've think thought that about might it, be... to be honest with you. I just I don't know if I'm gonna get my full juice out of it, you know? Like but maybe I would if I had it, because because you're right, it's this is a little spateri lore here, but the the way that my house is set up, um, so my my TV and everything is in the basement. However, my dog doesn't like going downstairs, and to be honest, my wife doesn't really like going downstairs either because it's freezing um, down here. So so typically, if I'm playing, it's usually you know upstairs. And then conversely, like my wife falls asleep thirty seconds into a movie, she's like, "I'm awake," and then she'll be snoring. And so I'm like, "Okay, whatever." So so usually we'll go to bed, and I'll be playing on my Switch. So so it definitely works out a little bit better for me, but. Um, yeah, I, I I've thought about the Steam Deck before. Actually, my brother-in-law has one, and it's it's a cool piece of hardware. Um, I just I I don't know if I'm ready to pull that trigger yet. You know? Well, it's it's and it's less so even about like the visual stuff. It's more just about playing the stuff that isn't able to run on the Switch. You know, yeah. stuff like you know, and Horizon was one of the first things that came to mind. It's like you know, now that PlayStation is you know slowly porting their library over to PC and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like. I don't know. Obviously, you know your wants and interests more than me, but I've just been looking at it and I was like, I I think this might be the perfect device for Andy. Even yeah. though you're even though you're not really much of a PC guy. Well, but that's the thing. I'm not I don't like playing on PC cuz I don't like typically playing with with mouse and keyboard and I like sitting on my couch, not just like in my my podcasting chair which is always creaking and falling apart as I'm sure our <laughs> listeners could hear. So, yeah, I might have to cross that bridge one day, but um uh, let's Let's move on here and let's talk about, uh, well, we're going to talk about some Metroid today, obviously. But um, one thing that I, I do think that we should talk about, sort of speaking about the Switch and uh, in Microsoft a little bit. That, that was a poor segue. I'm sorry. Uh, but we... Uh, <laughs> hey, we, Steam uh, Deck Switch, you know, it's it's there. It's it's a reach, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, we, we did indeed have a Nintendo Partner Direct uh, this last week, which to me says, I don't care how many industry people, and everybody's reporting on this rumor, by the way, that the Switch 2 is is not going to launch until 2025. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not buying it. I, I, I won't buy it till I see it. Like, the, if that just says to me, like, if there's no, like, legit Nintendo Direct with, like, Nintendo games... I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to believe that the Switch 2 is that far away. But nevertheless, who knows? Only only Jesus knows at this point. But I, what I do know is that they had this Nintendo Partner Direct, and um, I actually I gotta be honest with you. I didn't I didn't actually watch it myself. I just kind of looked at the games that were announced, read a quick synopsis, and I think that that was enough for me because I didn't see anything that like completely blew my mind. A few games that I thought looked kind of interesting, which I'll go over in a second, but. I don't know. Taking taking a look at this, like anything that really sticks out to you as being like, yeah, sweet. This is coming to Nintendo Switch from one of our third party partners. Oh, there is one. There is a one thing in particular: the uh, Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Such a hype announcement. The fact that it's coming to Nintendo at all, because even the PS2 and Xbox versions, those never came to GameCube. So these are the first time that they're playable on a Nintendo console, which I think is awesome because I absolutely love those classic Battlefront titles. But on top of that, these these are coming to all platforms, obviously, but mm. it's also including all of the Xbox exclusive content from Battle uh, from Battlefront 2 and a bunch of new content uh, that was unreleased prior. So it really is like this full, complete package. Okay, and so cool. uh, very. Yeah, I, I feel like I got to say these. I've really been enjoying these retro Star Wars collections. Uh, the Dark Forces remaster by uh, Night Dive, one of my favorite studios, was just released 
really recently. Another another game that I'm super excited, you know, is finally, you know, playable on like modern platforms that, you know, hasn't really seen the light of day in decades. Mm. And so, yeah, I've really been I've really been enjoying this retro Star Wars renaissance. Really hoping for a Rogue Squadron trilogy. That's like kind of like that would be cool. I would actually buy that. That's that's the final one for me where I would just be like jumping out of my seat. Man, I just I remember playing um, Rogue Squadron on GameCube. So the second. Yeah, dude. Golly, I just I remember like thinking at the time like this game just looks incredible. Like like I I remember that was one of the first. I think it still looks incredible. It's kind of like Metroid Prime that way where it's like you look at it and it's like, damn, this game looks awesome. Like considering the age of the game. Um, so, so yeah, I, I really like that game as well. I'd be down for that. I'm taking a look at the, the list of games and actually, so I, I should mention too, like, I actually think that this is a pretty solid list of games. It's just, it's, you know, obviously I think I speak for a lot of Nintendo switch owners when I say like, you know, what, what I, what I look for, the games that I want on Nintendo switch are almost exclusively made by Nintendo. Right. But that being mm-hmm. said, the list of games here is is pretty cool, um, and and I do have a few that stick out to me that that I would want to check out. First and foremost is Contra. I'm always down for some Contra, so like you know, let's let's get that going on. Um, and and, and Way Forward too. The um, the yeah. Shantae developers are doing that. Yeah, yeah, which which is pretty cool. Um, and and another game that that stuck out to me again uh, that we saw at the Game Awards, which looks like a really really cool Metroidvania actually, which you might even see on this show sometime in the future is um, Tales of Kenzera, uh, Zao, which looks kind of like Black Panther meets Metroidvania, which looks like pretty sweet. So so looking forward I mean, that's to a that. Su- that's a pretty cool description already, right? so. <laughs> yeah, like it, it has like a, a really cool energy. And I remember um, I remember that game stuck out to me watching the Game Awards, which is saying something because there's like a thousand million games that all kind of look the same at the Game Awards. So if you're going to stick out there, you, you got to... You're popping, you know what I mean? But I actually, I have one game that I'm really interested in, and I'm interested to see what the price is going to be. Because I remember when this game came out, and I thought about grabbing it, because I, I thought it looked, like, kind of cool, and I never did. And that is Epic Mickey. And um, and that sounds kind of like a weird game, but I just, I remember it kind of, like, piquing my interest back when it came out. It was, like, this dark, twisted version of, like, the Mickey Mouse kingdom. And, like, I mean, you know me, I'm not really, like, a Disney guy, but... I don't know, there was something about it that I thought looked cool, and, and, and this one kind of, again, like, piqued my interest when I saw it, so, like, if this was on sale for, for like, a couple bucks, I might, I might go in and, uh, see, see about picking it up. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like this game got a lot of mixed reviews, like, I know some people that adore this game, and I know some people where it just didn't really click, and so, and I'm also, I'm not really much of a Disney guy in general, mm-hmm. like, like, I, 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 I like a lot of Disney films, and, like, I mean, you know, Toy Story, Inside Out, those Pixar films, some of my favorite films of all time. Like I don't, I don't consider myself a Disney person. You, you, right. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't go cuckoo for Disney like I do for Nintendo. Well, I, I mean, I would say I'm probably even less of a, of a Disney guy. Uh, I, I mean, you take away obviously the the animated classics from like our childhood in the early '90s, but like mm-hmm. Disney post that, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a, a massive proponent of, but. I don't know. There's something about this game that I, I thought just looked kind of cool. And I guess the other thing that stuck out to me as well um, that was officially confirmed is that uh, one of those Microsoft games is indeed Grounded, which I don't know anything about. Um, I, I saw that it reviewed all, kind of okay. All all four of the games actually uh, got confirmed. Two of them are not coming to Switch, at least right, right. now. Maybe they get announced for Switch 2 later. But yeah, Pentiment and Grounded are coming to Switch. Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves are coming to uh, PS5. 
which seems like really backwards to me. Like I feel like Sea of Thieves and, and Hi-Fi Rush seems like games that are kind of tailor-made for Switch. And those are the games that I know a little bit about too. I don't know, maybe it's like a hardware thing where they, they can't run. Maybe they'll find their way to Switch too. That's but, that's uh, probably yeah, my guess. Know. That's probably my guess. I would, uh, Sea of Thieves in particular, I feel like that is like tailor-made for the Switch audience. Yeah. I feel like I would be shocked if that didn't come to Switch 2 at least. Um, we'll, we'll have to see, but, uh, solid so, and also solid direct speak. And speaking of rare, we got a huge rare drop of, uh, NSO games as well. We got classic killer instinct. We got blast core, mm, we got true. battle toads. And so that was, uh, that was really, it was funny. Cause I feel like we were just talking about how we haven't gotten like a really good S SNES drop in a while. And I feel like killer instinct, like, I feel like that's a pretty good one at least. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were talking about it last week. We were, when we were talking about zero mission, uh, which, which we're going to get to, by the way, we're talking about zero mission today again, but uh, you know, we were kind of like, God, it feels like there hasn't been a whole lot like on, on NSO lately. And, and actually the biggest takeaway from this to me was that the Game Boy Advance NSO was updated with mother three, but only in Japan. <laughs> that, that, that stings. Um, and I got to say, I don't know what the deal is without, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you could, like, listen, I, I understand maybe if you don't want to give it away on NSO, but, like, for the amount of, of money that it would take to get this translated, I feel like you could charge, like, a couple bucks on the eShop and make that back, like, a hundred times. So the game doesn't have that much content that, that really honestly is, like, uh, outrageous or anything like that. Like, I, I've played it. I don't think that there's, like, a, a big content issue like a lot of people seem to think. And I heard that there was like some music that was unlicensed and I'm just like, I don't know. Can we not just like switch the music? Like, I mean, I'm a schmuck with the Metroid podcast, but that seems like easy enough to me. I don't know. I, I don't, I haven't played it. So I wouldn't really, I don't really know what, what I would do, but I feel like what, what whatever it is, Nintendo doesn't see a financial incentive there. And, uh, I, I think here's the thing. If they can release Star Fox two, you can do mother three. Damn it. Exactly. Like, I, I feel like, like I like come on. They even they even retranslate what was that um what was that that NES Fire Emblem game they retranslated and then sold oh, for like um, five for like five days before they like took it off. I'm exaggerating, obviously. But. I, I can't remember. I think it was the I think it was the first one. Um Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was like genealogy of the whole whatever it was. Um there's money to be made there. People want to play Earthbound 3. I mean, it's a whole meme. Like, people are still taking Reggie fils about this. So, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I just think, like, we should get it done. Great if you're in Japan. Um, sucks if you're waiting for this game. And uh, you, you were told that you're still not going to get it. Um, but but I will say this for any Earthbound fans out there. There are um, very, very wicked um, translated carts that you can run on a DS. They're on Etsy. They're cheap. That's how I got mine. And, and it was awesome. And it worked perfectly. So, uh, hey, if that's your thing, check it out. All right. That being said. Let's talk about Metroid Zero Mission. Uh, we are a different Game Boy Advance game. A different Game Boy Advance game, which also did not show up to uh, to NSO, you know, on either North American soil, European soil, or Japanese soil. So maybe one day. But uh, what we do know is that it is uh, still our celebration of the 20th anniversary of Zero Mission. And uh, we thought that we would continue the good times by by talking about all of the different bosses that you can fight in this game and um, and ranking them 
definitive ranking style. So so this is what I propose here. Uh, and we just did kind of a similar thing on the Zelda cast. I propose we do it like a super classic. Um, let's, let's just have the first two. We'll decide which one goes above the other. Get the third one in there. That can either go one, two, or three. The fourth one, one, two, three, or four, et cetera, et cetera. Until we get ourselves one final Mama Jama list of all the bosses in this game. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing I was thinking. Sounds right. uh, simple enough to me. So, uh, also, by the way, what we're going to be using for for reference here, because I know that there's a little bit of uh, confusion, particularly about like the, the Kirogirus, uh, if those count as bosses or not, we're going to be using the official Omega Metroid Zero Mission walkthrough as kind of our uh, our guidepost to, to how we're going to rank these bosses. So, that being said, and also some of these bosses have like very different names across different uh different translations or, or whatever so we'll describe all these bosses to everybody but let's get it started let's start off with the first boss that you see in zero mission this is Diorum, who is the uh kind of a cool boss actually i, I like this boss it's really simple because i mean it's your first boss as it should be but this is the worm that um kind of at least i think it's a worm he he like has two like big spikes on either side of the arena and then a third kind of tentacle with his eyeball and it'll come down and and uh, lash at you and, and all the things and this is a really unique boss in in the uh, history of metroid because this boss actually can run away from you if you don't defeat it fast enough which i always thought was like kind of cool and and you can find it at a later date you get the charge beam from it i don't know a very very kind of a unique boss uh, it looks like a very Castlevania type of boss to me, not not like a, a Metroidy type of boss, but uh, I don't know for for what this boss is. I think it's like I think it's kind of cool. Like again, it's super super easy. I think you only need like three missiles in order to defeat it, but I I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like it goes almost without saying that like most of the bosses in Zero Mission, if not all of the bosses. Actually, I'm not. I'm not gonna say all. There, there, there's one I'll get to later, specifically on hard mode. But yeah, bosses are on ease are pretty easy, so I'm not really gonna factor that too much into how I rank them individually. Mm. That's more so on a game by game basis. But yeah, I, I like you said. I really like this boss. It's super unique. I love how it entra- it like really entraps you and makes you feel that kind of classic claustrophobicness of Metroid, which, um, which I actually think. As much as I prefer Zero Mission to NES, I don't think Zero Mission fully captures that claustrophobia like NES Troid does, except mm. in this boss fight. I think this boss fight does a really good job of that. And like you mentioned, it's so unique because, you know, not just the fact that it can run away, but on top of that, because it can run away, I think it's the first unintentional boss that you can technically skip. Like, like there's, uh, like, obviously, yeah. like, Super Metroid, NES Troid, you can glitch past bosses and do stuff like that. But that's not intended. You're su- the game wants you to fight all of these bosses. This is one where you could go through the whole game without defeating this thing, and which, which would suck I don't know. because you don't have the charge beam. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, for a low percent run, I mean, y- y- you might want to do that. But otherwise, yeah, definitely uh, not optimal. And uh, just yeah, overall, it's really unique. Uh, I kind of like the music that plays with it with it too. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, otherwise, not much else to add. I, I think that the sprite work in particular looks, like, really cool. Particularly, like, oh, the yeah. eye. Actually, that's a that's a thing that Zero Mission, I think, does, like, consistently well, is all of these enemies just have, like, these really kind of 
gross eyeball, like oozy weak points on them. And and I think that uh, Diorum maybe is the epitome of that because his eye just looks nasty. Um, so I think that the sprite work is great. I, I personally, you know, the music is kind of what it is for me. Um, but yeah, there's, there's just like something cool about this fight and, and it's different. Now, again, this isn't going to be towards the top of my list when it's all said and done, but I think for like an intro boss, it's, um, it's pretty cool. And, and like the thing about that too, is like, this really is an intro boss. Like there are a lot of Metroid games where you don't fight your first boss for like a, a decent amount of time into the game. Um, like I'm thinking like technically Metroid Prime, like Flogger as your first boss, um, and a couple others like that you, you really have to wait a long time for like Samus Returns, but this is a boss that kind of eases you right into the action. So in that regard, I, I think it does do a really good job, um, doing that. I would, uh, well, I guess let's talk about the second boss and then we can decide if it's going to go above or behind this other boss. So let's go on. Let's talk about the Acid Worm. And, um... This is a this is a cool boss, I think. I, again, pretty easy, but like I, I I it just has a simple gimmick that that I really like and I think is is quite effective. Um so so Quinn, this is the uh I believe you fight this guy in Craid's lair. Um you you go in and he's a he's a big worm. He kinda actually looks like Diorum a little bit, but uh you you're over a pool of acid, you got uh, platforms on either side. Uh, almost like Battlefield from Smash Bros, except there's no platform in the middle, and you've got a zip line that takes you across the top. So, so the general gist of it is you lure in the acid worm, and just as it's getting ready to to bite you and strike, you go across the the zip line, and uh, the acid worm will then bite the platform. It gets stuck, and wouldn't you know, that lines up exactly with your missiles and its weak spot. So you can hammer away at it, and uh, and send it back to once it came again. Really easy, really simple, but there's there's something satisfying I I feel like about this boss and like kind of using that zip line. Um, I personally put it above Diorum, but not by much. What what are your thoughts on this boss doom, and where would you rank it uh, according to what we got going on? Yeah, I think I agree with pretty much all of that. I think um I think overall like Diorum has a cooler design and you know, just a more unique aspect of it in that you can skip it. But in terms of the actual fight itself, I think there's a little bit more going on with the acid worm fight that makes it, you know, just more engaging to fight with. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, and much like you, I'm a sucker for zip lines and anything like that. And so incorporating that into a boss fight, even if it's like really simple, just going from one side of the arena to the other, even something as simple as that, I just really enjoy. And I also like that, you know, well on your first time, yeah, it's a very easy fight at the same time. You know, if it's your first time playing and you're, you know, you're not quite used to Zero Missions combat, it can be very punishing you because it can drag you into the asset as well. And that will eat, uh, quite literally eat away at your suit in a way that um, the Diorum fight doesn't really punish you in that mm. regard. It's more like Diorum is more like testing, like how quick you can defeat a boss, whereas the Acid Worm, I think, is the first one that really, you know, tests your endurance as a player. So overall, I, I think I pretty much agree with everything you said. I would put it just above... Um, uh, Diorum. Diorum. By the way, you you saying Diorum like that 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 feels like how it should be said. I don't know why the hell I was saying uh, Diorum uh, before, but I'm gonna start saying Diorum now. But yeah, like I I think that it's uh, like a satisfying boss fight. Um, just gives you a little bit more interactivity, which I I feel like leads to a, a more enjoyable time for me at least. Anyways, so yeah, I think um I think that this one like again. 
I would say that these first two bosses are, are kind of like two sides of the same coin. Where like I, I don't know that they're going to end up super super high when it's all said and done. But as intro bosses, pretty cool. Um, so yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about let's talk about someone that we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, which is Big Daddy Crade. I had a lot of great response to that Crade episode, by the way. People were stoked that we did a whole show about Crade. Oh yeah, got yeah, it was it was a long time coming. We had to do it eventually, you know. Uh, yeah, give I our boys some love. We did a lot of shows about Ridley, but uh, it was it was finally Craig's time in the sun. So the first thing we got to mention is uh, well, actually, the first thing that I should mention is I beat up on this fight on our Craig ranking, and and I stand by that. However, what I want to say is that in the context of the bosses in Zero Mission. I think that this is like a pretty good fight. Um, again, not like the not like the top tier, but like I, I kind of hinted at this last week, and I'll I'll expand on it as as the show goes on, and maybe once we are finished and recap everything. But I I don't know if there's any like one boss in Zero Mission that like really blows me away. So I I think like most of these guys are like somewhere kind of in the same murky middle to me if if you put a gun to my head. But um, the Kraid fight definitely. It definitely has a little something going for it. I, I first of all, the sprite work is is unbelievable. This oh yeah, is such a good look for Kraid and those cutscenes. Hmm. Super super awesome. Um, particularly like the sprite work of of Kraid with like the third eyeball on his head looks like super awesome. However, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, this is the Super Metroid fight, just not as uh, not as fun. I I don't think so. So I had a little bit of a hard time actually coming up on where to rank this fight. Before I keep going here, Doom, I'd like to hear your thoughts because I I can be influenced on where to put this. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I'll have much influence because again, I pretty much agree with everything you said, especially when it comes to zero mission boss fights. The way I would sum up zero mission is there's no bosses that I dread, but there's no bosses that like get me like pumped up like oh yeah yeah like, baby it's time to. You know, there's no like, oh, it's time to face Quadraxis. It's time to face Ravenbeak. Yeah. It's time to face Thordis or Metro. Like, there's no, there's no boss that really gets me on that level. But there's also no like, oh god, it's time to face Magnar. Oh yeah. god, there, there, there's nothing. There's there's nothing in Zero Mission where it's like that. Like it all, like it's a very mild roller coaster where there's no there's no extreme dips, but there's no extreme peaks either. It's I would a, agree. It's with very it. it's it's yeah. the kids roller and, and coaster. I feel like. Ex- yes, it's a kitty coaster exactly, and uh, I think Kraid is um, say the epitome of this in the game. That's uh, the the next of the the two guys probably, but I, I think Kraid is definitely definitely contributes that to it. One thing I also will mention from the Kraid episode is, while again, hundred percent agree, it's just boneless Super Metroid fight. At the same time, though, there is a fun satisfaction to it once yes. you do fully optimize that fight. Being able to take out Kraid in like four seconds and like perfectly timing your jump so that you're perfectly level with his mouth and you're just nailing all those weak points. <laughs> there is like a big satisfaction being able to get all that done in like a matter of seconds. I, I that being do, said though, I do like that the platforms themselves like kind of give away over time, but I, I wish that they just weren't even there to begin with. I, I think it would have been more satisfying if you just started on the bottom and then had to like, kind of like in Dread where you have to climb your way up to, you know, to hit him. Mm hmm. That being said, I think I, I I wouldn't mind putting it over Acid Worm, but honestly, I might even put Acid Worm over Crate if I'm being honest. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So 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 I did. I 
I actually did a list. Usually when we do shows like this, I, I don't make a list beforehand because I want to, you know, I want to let other people's opinions kind of influence me on, on what I can do. I did make a list this time. And um, I don't I don't think in good conscience I can put Kraid below Acid Worm or Diorum. And, and I'll tell you why. Like, the, the fight itself is kind of like, okay, like, it, we've been here before. We've done this before. It's, it's a nice song and dance. But again, like, I, I just, I kind of come back to, it's like, well, like, you're fighting Kraid. Like, Kraid is awesome. Like, I, I like Kraid. He's he's a series staple and and he means more to me even if even if the fight is kind of repetitive and easy Kraid means more to me than beating up on the acid worm or or diorum you know you know what i mean like um, uh yeah so like it's kind of our curse i think doing the show though because like you're right like you you could like say to me that like my fourth overall boss should be in last place and like that wouldn't necessarily offend me it's just kind of like yeah okay i can see that like there's not a world of difference well, again, you know i'm i'm again i'm not like super like tied to this like like again right, i'm totally fine yeah. with putting i'm totally fine with putting crate above i'm just saying like for me personally like i'm not i'm not even saying guaranteed i'm just saying i might even put acid worm over crate you know what i mean i i, I do yeah well like and you're not wrong right because like like i said like all all of these bosses almost exist on like the same tier ranking, like almost right beside mm-hmm. each other. So it's like, ah, you know, which one should we put? Uh, it probably doesn't matter in the end. I, I would say this. I would put it above the Acid Worm and Diorum, and we'll see. We'll see what else comes after that. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, there's definitely going to be some bosses I would put above Crade, but I guess like at the end of the day too, it's just like I don't know. It's Crade. You know, even a yeah. bad Kraid fight is it's still pretty fun and it's still pretty cool to see our guy, you know? That that is true. Um I say that now and, and you can feel please feel free to throw those words back in my face in a little bit as we as we go down this list. Um alright. Let's talk about this one. This is a weird this is a weird battle. Um this is uh Kirugiru. And and so we've decided to separate Kirugiru and uh, his fully grown brother, which we'll talk about in a second here. Um, so specifically the, the Kirugiru ensnared fight. Um, this is like barely a boss fight, but it still kind of counts as one. Um, I, I mean, th- there's really not much. It's like, it's a worse version of Spore Spawn where nothing really happens you basically have to freeze a ripper, jump up, destroy the tentacles, and I and I what? I think there's some like some stuff that floats around the arena that can damage you. Mm-hmm. Even plays the spore spawn music. Yeah. There's there's really not much going on in this battle, to, to be to be totally honest. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a stinker. I will say that I think that the sprite work though looks super awesome and they the ensnared Kiru itself looks super cool, and and maybe if maybe if we want to give this boss like a little bit of shine, we could also include because there's there's a couple of these Kiru gears as well. There's there's one in particular that you need to um, use the wave beam when you get it in order to like shoot through a wall and you push it back and then you drop your bombs. It, like that that's like fun enough like it's more of an environmental hazard obviously uh-huh. than a boss but. i i wouldn't i wouldn't really yeah i wouldn't really count those two as boss fights i feel like i feel like the ensnared fight is like yeah. at least a mini boss fight so okay. i would i would count that i don't I, I i agree with you i wouldn't go as far as to call it a stinker but i definitely would put it like again on the lower because again i don't think there's a bad boss fight in zero mission i just yeah but again i would probably i'd probably put this on the lower end it's it's less 
it's less of a fight and more of an obstacle. I think that's uh, how I would summarize the fight. Um, well, overall, like, I like. I will say though, you mentioned the sprite work. I really like the. Um, again, I like that that recurring of the spore spawn theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like the atmosphere of this fight. Um, but the the fight itself, like again, there isn't really there isn't really too much to it. Yeah, uh, there's there's really not. Um, and the unfortunate thing too is like you you don't get uh, you don't get a payoff to the fight either. Like you you literally beat Kiru and it falls. And I guess your payoff is you get uh, access to Ridley's lair. But um, kind of as as we've talked about before, like if you, if you've done like a a super missile sequence break, which is super easy to do. You have access to Ridley's there anyways, so like, for for me, the way that I play Zero Mission, it's just kind of like a, uh, yeah, 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 this this is a boss mm-hmm. that's gonna take me a few seconds. I, I I would put it, I would put it right at the bottom to be honest, and and, and I would keep it yep. there. Um, I I agree. One one other thing I will mention, and doesn't really factor in anymore. Um, it was more of a first time thing, and I'm not even sure if I would include this in the boss fight itself since it's post boss fight. But I kind of love the sequence of like navigating Ridley's lair up until the Imago fight, mm. where you kind of you don't know where to go, and then you see you're in Ridley's lair, you see the Kirugiro starting to hatch, and then you go back up and you see it actually dug a hole and you find that new path. That whole sequence your first time, I thought that was really cool. Obviously it's not a surprise yeah. anymore, and I, I know exactly how to do it now, but I, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I, I would agree. So it's so like maybe Stinker was too harsh. Like there is a lot of cool stuff. Like the music is cool, the sprite work is cool. Some of the ideas here are cool. It, it, it's just like it's very basic, very simple. Even by zero mission standards, which is fairly basic game to in terms of like boss battles. Um, this one is really basic and really easy to do. So so yeah, I, I would personally have it right at the right at the bottom, and I don't anticipate it moving up unless you really have something that you hate. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what hatches from all Kiru Giru here, and um, this is uh, this is actually one of the better bosses in the game. I think I had it ranked kind of high, and I might suggest that on our current ranking right now, it should go in number one. And that is, I believe, the, the how you say it is Imago. For everybody that doesn't know, mm. Imago, which sounds a lot like Iago, speaking of Disney, sounds like the parrot from Aladdin. So Imago is the uh, like fly what is that is this supposed to be a fly or like a bee or something some kind of insect that that comes up from the uh from the cocoon that kirugira was in and this is a neat boss battle and and where you're supposed to get your first super missile but i think like one of the cool things about this boss battle is like it's kind of in like a, a weird kind of arena because on the on the left you start off at, at the top and then it slopes downwards as you make your way over to the right which can be like kind of cool if you can lure Imago into a nice little pattern because the arena itself is pretty big and Imago will will kind of fly circles around. But I think it's like really satisfying when you kind of wait all the way at the top uh, at the top of the room on the left hand side. He Imago comes over, you get into morph ball, he flies right past you, and you're like, all right, it's time to feast. You get up, you start hammering Imago with super missiles. He's flying fast, but your speed boost kicks in, and it's just like you ain't going nowhere, and you're just like peppering and peppering and peppering this guy with super missiles right to his bug butt, you know, that little stinger that he has. I, I think it's like very very satisfying to do that, and. And again, like, it's kind of cool because, like, this is another boss fight, which is really easy. 
um, as most of these boss fights are. But there's there's just something really satisfying about the way that you can like lure Imago into your trap and and pound him with missiles and and ideally not even take like a lick of damage. I like this. I think it's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I that's. I, I don't know. I, I don't really disagree with anything you've said again, but like, I don't know if I get the same, I don't know if I get that same level of satisfaction mm. with this boss that you do. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I, I, I think for me is I wish the speed booster actually played a little bit more of a role, maybe not in the main fight itself, but more in like, you know, sequence breaking the fight or like, you know, alternate, mm. alternate weak points. Cause like, cause like yeah, you can kind of catch up to it with the speed booster, but it doesn't really do a whole lot. And I feel and I feel like something like, you know, where it's like constantly rushing between the two sides of the arena, I feel like there's a really fun opportunity to do something like that. Or even maybe like, you know, kind of like a Z fifty seven quick kill type yeah. of scenario where you can like shine spark, but you, but you can't really do that. And so I I feel like that's the thing that's really missing to really like put this fight at like the top position like you would. Right. Um for 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 where I stand right now, I would probably put it uh, just. I would I honestly, I would probably put it just over Kirigiro and um, uh, but before uh, the charge beam worm, I, Diorum. Wow. Yeah, forgot the name for a moment. Yes, yeah. that's low. Holy moly, that's low. Well, again, remember, I don't dislike any of the bosses in Zero Mission. Keep that in mind. But right. yes, it is so, so going I, at the bottom of my current list. I ranked it at number. four. Four um, and I and to to be to actually just to back up for a second here I I don't disagree with anything you said like I, I think that that's all valid I, I this fight could be great like I think it's satisfying but it's certainly missing something to make it a little bit more engaging um, particularly like some sort of challenge like maybe the arena could have like dipped and had peaks on both sides and that would have made it a little bit more frantic or or just maybe have a smaller arena because it does feel like you do spend a lot of your time waiting for Amago to come back. You know, I like. I can't really disagree with anything that you're saying. Like, uh, my ranking of it just gives me a nice little satisfaction when I can hit all that. So I don't know that that necessarily makes up for for a great boss fight necessarily. But I I would still have a hard time ranking it like dead, almost dead last. I would push. How about this? I would push for it to go below crate and maybe above our boy Acid Worm. That that's what I would push for. I would still push at least for Acid Worm to go above it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll tell you what. But I mean, we, that's we, that's literally meeting in the middle. It, if we, if we can't do it though, I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with compromising. Uh, no, no, like it, having it in between Diorum and Acid Worm is, is literally meeting in the middle because you would have it second to last. I'd have it second. Well, I'd probably actually put it first on mine, but I, I'm okay making that kind of compromise because I I I don't know if I'm going to be asking you for a favor later or not because I think we might agree on this boss, but we'll get there in a little bit. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I again, like, I, I think it's a cool fight, but I, I don't feel passionate enough to, to really stick up for it and really, you know what I mean, like, defend it. If you're, if yeah. you're like, middle of the pack, it's like, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. Um, which I guess, by the way, we should recap our list so far. So, um, in number five, we have Kirugiru. In number four, uh, Diorum. Number three, now we just slotted in Imago. And then in number two, we have Acid Worm and leading the pack so far. Is our boy Big Daddy Crate in the number one spot? Let's see if he can stay there, and uh, and let's get over to our next fight, which is a showdown with the cunning God of Death, the leader of the Space Pirates, 
it's uh, it's Ridley. And uh, again, great, great sprite work. I love the sprite work of, of Ridley and the cutscenes. And uh, it, like Ridley, his sprite here looks awesome. It, it looks so good. This sprite looks absolutely incredible. Maybe maybe the best Ridley sprite in in the series. Um, mm-hmm. Although I do yeah. I do kind of wish that he was like more purple right away. You know what I mean? Or red or like something like I, that. I, I definitely prefer the grayer look of Ridley here. I really okay. think it fits. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed you're really uh, emphasizing that sprite work and not talking about anything else though, Andy. Would you care to elaborate on that fight? <laughs> yeah, you know what? Like I, I think this fight stinks. I'm, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. I do. Um, in in like, listen. Like, I I don't have a problem with um with with like an easier go at Ridley. Um, and, and actually, an, an example is like the Ridley X fight in Metroid Fusion. I used to like really not care for that fight at all, and it's still not my favorite Ridley fight. But I've actually kind of grown to appreciate it a little bit because it's it's different. It's it's a little bit unique. There are some like the sprite work looks unique. There, there's just some like unique things going on in that fight. This, to me, once again, sprite work aside, just like with Kraid, is just like a much lesser version of the Super Metroid fight. And, like, I get it. Like, it's, you know, it's a portable game, but but we're also in the era where, like, SNES games were being ported to the Game Boy Advance. So I, I just feel like you, you can't tell me that this couldn't have been a, a more engaging fight or, like, some other stuff couldn't have been added. It, it just it feels like there's nothing new. It feels like, like and Ridley is just, like, it's so easy like it's so easy that that kind of bugs me as well. Um, you know, it has all the classic Ridley trappings there—the tail, the pogo, all of that kind of stuff. But there's there's something about this fight that it, it just doesn't do it for me. Like I I think it's actually maybe the worst Ridley fight in the series, maybe except for Other M. But even that, like the actual fight itself, was kind of okay. The fight here, um, and I know the people are probably gonna hate this, but I I, I really don't like this fight. Oh, I 100% agree. This is in dead last in my list. In my 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 whole oh, list, not just okay. for what not just for what we have so far. And again, I think in a bubble it's fine. I don't dislike it. I think it's fine. But let's be honest. My st- our, our standards for Ridley fights, I I think it's fair to say they are and should be higher. Like it's a Ridley yes. fight, you know? Yes. And uh yeah, it just it just does not deliver in that regard. And even Kraid, while I think that Kraid fight is easy, you know, being able to optimize, you know, being able to time those jumps just right to so that you're at mouth height. Like, there is, you know, there is a rhythm, there is a groove to that. With Ridley, you literally just aim diagonal and spam missiles, and he's dead in, like, five seconds. And that's all there is to the fight. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I like yeah. the atmosphere. Again, the sprite work is gorgeous. Um, I even enjoy the music, too. But the fight itself... It's just, I, it honestly, there are many bosses in this game that give a greater challenge than this major fight right here, and that's pretty disappointing. Yeah, like, like on one hand, I'm about to defend it, but on on the sec, on the other hand, I'm just like, I I don't even really enjoy the atmosphere of this fight. Like, like you when you go up to um to Ridley, like when you go up to that Ridley boss fight in Super Metroid, my god, it feels like such an intense, like the music is pounding, you see all this like statue work everywhere, it's it's really cool, and even in Nestroid, like, I feel like when you go up to Ridley's Lair, Ridley's Lair in Nestroid is like this, this amazing area full of like really tough enemies, this like sinister music, and I mean that fight kind of is what it is, but like, you know, we're, we're also, I'm giving it some leeway because it's so old, this one, I, I just kind of feel like it's, I don't know, it's just kind of like, yeah. Eh, eh, but um, but on the same hand, 
I do want to stick up for it a little bit because I, I'm in good conscience. I can't allow this to be ranked lower than like Kiru Giro. I, I just I can't do that. While our expectations should be higher for a Ridley fight, I, I can't sit here and tell everybody and you and, and everybody listening that I think that this is a worse fight than Kiru Giro or probably to be honest, Diorum and Acid Worm as well. That I, on my personal list, I had this in number six above those three bosses. I, I'd be willing to make some concessions. Kirogiro is one that sticks out to me. That, that's where I'll draw a hard line. I I, I can't rank this lower okay. than that, but that's fine. You, you you know me. I do I do like to be in you know edgy with my picks and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the decision that no one else has the get. So I, I'm totally fine with making that compromise. You know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's put him um, above Kiru. Like I guess much I like, guess I wonder. Like, do you think this is like a controversial decision? Like like is this this is not a beloved Ridley fight, right? Among fans, I, I don't think it's. I I don't I don't think so. I feel like I feel like our meta Ridley because I know none of us are like big fans of like the prime meta Ridley fight, and so I feel right. like that is definitely a bigger controversial pick. I feel like this one is pretty like. I don't think there's anyone that's like going to bat for this being like the Ridley fight. Right, I would agree with that as well. And and if someone were to argue with me, like Dak does all the time, right? Like he's like, I love the meta Ridley fight for this, this, and this, and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. I I, I don't like agree, but like, yeah, I I, I get it. Um, I I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> like I'm looking at at my walkthrough uh, that you and I contributed to, and like I'm like this can't be right. Six direct shots with super missiles will put Ridley on the brink of death. What? Like in Super Metroid, <laughs> you need to like if you have full missiles, you're you're using like 50 supers, you're using like 250 regular missiles, and he still might not be dead after that. You might have to pound him with your with your charge beam. And which like which I'm not advocating that you should have that many like like missiles to use on a Ridley fight, but like if you're just going to have like the same style of fight uh, as Super Metroid where it's like listen, there's no weak spot you hit him, he hits you, who dies first? And I love that style of fight, but, like, if you're going to do that, you can't make the guy a wimp. Like, he has to have some some mustard to him. And this Ridley, he's a wimp. I'm sorry. I don't even like mustard, and I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Mustard is okay. It's, uh, I'll take it, you know, maybe maybe if I need it, but, like, uh, there are some people out there that are, like, they have, they have their favorite types of mustard, like Dijon and stuff, and I'm just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. not not for me. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, to another boss fight. Uh, again, Actually, I, did we did we like get a get a ranking for Ridley? Because I don't uh, think we officially we, did we that yet. yeah sorry sorry we did. Uh, I I might have skipped over too fast though. So so my compromise is this: I am willing to rank Ridley second last above Kirugiru. I I would even be fine with uh, putting him up uh, one more over too. Just as you know, the, the I, oh, one that okay. I'm not willing, to, the one that I'm not willing to compromise again is Acid Worm. I feel I don't know. I feel like I have a big attachment to Acid Worm for these, you know, in terms of like these okay. first half bosses, you know. Well, well, I'll tell you what then. Let's put Ridley at number four on our list. So Ridley is above Diorum yeah. and Kirigiru, Um and I had Ridley below Imago on my list too. So I I feel like that's fine. So we can keep him there. Oh, okay. And then Acid Worm cool. at two, and then Crate at one. I think that's okay. Sounds good. Um, I am going to suggest that we crown a new number one on our list, though, for for the next boss fight. Um, again, Hell yeah. this isn't like the the world's toughest boss fight or anything, but there's something glorious I feel like about this mother brain fight. Like it, it's just 
the sprite work really pops. I feel like the, the Mother Brain sprite in particular looks awesome. The eyeball that they added looks awesome. Um, there, and there's just something about going through that classic fight one more time in a different kind of setting. Like, a, a it's less... Super Metroid is, like, more moody and atmospheric, I feel like, whereas this is kind of, like, more bright and colorful. But I, I really like it. Like, that's not a diss. Um, there's, yeah, there's just something classic about this Mother Brain fight. I think the music is cool. Again, Mother Brain sprite looks awesome. It's got the that big, gross eye that we see on uh, Diorum. Um, not much to the fight, but, like, considering the rest of what we're working with in this game... I actually, I'm not going to lie to you, I ranked this number one, because I was like, I don't know what else to put at number one, so I I, I had this quite high on my list, there's something just uh, very, like, pleasing to me about this fight. Yeah, this fight is okay, I get, no, of course, this is my number one also, yeah, no duh, this is such a great fight, I love it. Um, This is actually one of the few bosses that I would actually rank as, like, kind of difficult, like, obviously by zero mission standards, but even mm-hmm. apart from that, on hard mode, this... When I was, um, I think back in 2020, when I played this game for the first time in ages, like this was the one part where I actually died on. Um, and yeah, this this fight actually, like, if you just kind of go in guns blazing without like a plan or you haven't really, yeah. you know, fully adjusted to the movement, like this, it's a really easy boss to underestimate, but it can mess your stuff up. And I almost said something very different but uh <laughs> um yeah point is and then again like you mentioned the sprite work i love i love the sound design of this boss too i love that yes. you know the you the know the folly that the it plays when it's charging hmm. well, oh the, the glass too but i was i was going to like you know when it's charging its eye laser the warring 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 like that thing like oh man i absolutely love that thing yeah <laughs> um yeah and obviously you know obviously the nes version is you know you know tougher but like but yeah i feel like i feel like you know with zero mission and like all the 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 new tools you're given in this game and you know the easier movement like i feel like it's a really nice compromise between Mm -hmm. you know that original nes difficulty and you know kind of like you know these modern quality of life changes Uh, yeah i i agree with that like um I don't know, like, like again, it's it's not the most difficult fight, but but it is difficult for Zero Mission, and and you do, like, it's and it's probably appropriate because I feel like like far and away the best boss fight of Nestroid is Mother Brain, um, which makes sense that this is also the best boss fight, and it's really more of like a an obstacle fight where like you just you know you have stuff coming at you in the environment, but I like that Mother Brain kind of punches back a little bit in this one too with the eye laser. You're right, the sound design looks cool. Just the sprite work just looks so awesome in this game. Um, but with this fight, in I think particular, this is my favorite. I think this is my favorite Mother Brain design. Honestly, it, like she looks awesome here. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. Like I love the Super Metroid design. Um, but like just in terms of like sprite work itself for like Mother Brain, like the spikes, the eyeball. Uh, we should also mention too. It, it's not part of the boss fight, but like the cutscene earlier where um you know where you see the eye and opening up and it's like ah uh, is is always awesome. And and I guess too like one thing that um. Again, it's not part of the boss fight, but I, I do think it adds to the atmosphere is like, you know, going through Torian and, and, you know, slowly eliminating all the Metroids. I feel like that definitely adds to this fight. So, yeah, honestly, um, I, I had this at number number one on my list. Yeah, it's definitely number one for me right now. Okay. There's another boss that I'm I'm debating whether or not uh, a future boss will dethrone it or not. But honestly, I don't I'm not even sure this. This could be my overall number one for all I know. I'm just kind of winging it right now. 
you know, I had kind of a similar thing where I was like, is this my favorite boss from the game? Probably, but there's also another one. But is that the best boss in the game? I don't know because it's so weird. And, and I'm assuming we're probably talking about this or maybe we're not talking about the same thing. I don't know. Um, so let's let's move I on. Mean, I mentioned I mentioned it last week. So, I, yeah, I, I think you did. I, I think we're going to the same place here. Let's go to the Chozo test. This is a weird boss fight, but I really <laughs> like it. Uh, like, like really Same like here. it. Um, and it's a boss fight unlike anything else. And um, and I think that it really works. And, and it fits very thematically well with, like, the whole, like, zero mission uh, section of that game where you're doing unorthodox things that you wouldn't normally do in a Metroid game. So I like that there's, like, this weird kind of spiritual boss that instead of, uh, you know, instead of a monster that you need to overcome, it's like Samus herself that you need to overcome. Um, and I and I kind of like again that it's like a, a it's positioned as like a Chozo test and it's not a boss itself. It, it's a weird fight. So and the idea here is that Zero Suit Samus is in the middle um, and there's this Chozo ghost that kind of <laughs> has Zero Suit Samus and, and flies around the screen and um, basically you have to wait for the opportune moment to shoot yourself where where it's the Chozo symbol and not Zero Suit Samus, which. Which is like easy enough, actually, but um, it, it definitely ramps up in difficulty once you kind of get like three of the orbs in place, and there's like lightning bolts that are shooting down, and the, the thing is moving around like crazy. Um, I've actually played some ROM hacks of Zero Mission where like this fight was bonkers. It was so difficult, like insanely difficult. I wouldn't say that this one is necessarily, but I I think the vibe is super awesome. That the, the the hieroglyphics in the background look super awesome. I love the idea behind it. It's it's unique. The Chozo Ghost is always going to get a pop from me. So I I am like quite high on this boss fight. Actually, I have it ranked at number two, just behind Mother Brain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't. I, I guess I'm going to talk myself and see where I come out at the end. But yeah, much like you, I freaking love this fight. You know, you were mentioning earlier how you know Diorm gave you Castlevania vibes. This fr- fight for me, this is. The Castlevania fight, everything yeah. <laughs> about it, just from the just from the boss itself and the way it attacks you to like this, you know, this or this organ music, which is n- something I would never associate with Metroid. But in this one specific context, I think I think they make it work really well. It's like it's so it it's like so creepy and ethereal, and it just it mm-hmm. you know it matches like you know all the weirdness that's going on with this fight. Um, I love I much like Mother Brain. I love how it can be very deceptive because, like at first, like you know, it, it it's easy enough at first, and then you get to that last one where it's like all of a sudden, like that hieroglyphic. It's like there for like maybe a yeah. second at most, and you gotta be you gotta be quick to get to it. And if you don't, like like you know, you're waiting you know for a while for it, and like anytime it touches you, I think it's it's like on hard mode. I think that's like a full E tank of damage. And so, like, it's a really, I, I, I think it's, like, a really fun test um, of your movement abilities, which I think Zero Mission is some of the best movement in the series, so mm-hmm. I'm always a big fan of that. That lightning, too, yeah. by the way, when yeah. it hits, it can go across the floor and, like, up the walls. So, like, yeah. you gotta be on it in this fight. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I think I'm doing it. I think I'm putting it over Mother Brain. I think, I'm, I think I've talked myself into it. I just, I love how creative and unique the whole thing is. That being said, I totally understand why you have Mother Brain at number one as well. You know what? I'm going to push to keep Mother Brain at number one. I I feel like it's Mm -hmm. just like, I feel like it's like 
Nestroid, the realize the way it should be. So like, I, I feel like it's appropriate to have Mother Brain at number one. So I'm going to push for that. But I would say that this is a very strong number two. Um, and, and also because I feel like, not that this matters in our list, of course, but like, I, I do feel like this is kind of a divisive boss fight amongst the community. I feel like the Mother Brain fight, easy as it is, is kind of a, like a, a beloved fight. Or maybe not beloved, but like it's, it's generally regarded very well. So that that's my rationale for keeping mother brain at number one ahead of the chozo test i could be swayed uh differently but uh yeah i would say i would say like i i really love this this boss fight i really honestly like anytime that there's something different that always kind of appeals to me um a little bit more so so this is a, a really good example of zero mission like i think zero mission is at its best when it's different which is funny because it's a remake mm-hmm. but like i i really think that that's the truth and this is a, a great testament to that so I, I i i'm gonna push for it for number two versus number one but for me at least there's a big gap between number two and then number three in the rest of the list yeah everything yeah i'm totally fine with you know keeping mother brighter number one okay but yeah pretty much everything about this fight i love that it's you know kind of this love letter to Castlevania. I love that there's, like, story significance to the boss, which Zero Mission isn't really a story-heavy game, but, you know, you mm-hmm. have a little bit of, like, you know, a little bit of a lore drop there, which I really like. And it's unique, but it's not just different for the sake of being different. Like, it, like, fits into, like, you know, this entire gameplay section. It really, it really like, feels like the, the climactic finale to this whole Zero Mission segment. And when you yeah. do get fully powered, like, it feels earned so much. It's great. Then, you it's know, a I mean, great we talk- yeah, well, like we were talking about stuff like, you know, you know, like Ridley earlier and like you defeat Ridley and it's like that that didn't feel earned like that feel like I, I feel like, you know, Rid- Ridley was kind of playing me there. But this like yeah. I feel like I earned all that back, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way to put it, um, particularly contrasting with Ridley. It, it feels like feels like you're fighting Kirugiru wearing a Ridley mask. You know what I mean? This one is <laughs> this one is tough. So, so I, I, I love everything you said. I agree with you 100%. Let's finish it off. Let's go to the last boss here. I wasn't quite sure what to make of this boss um, because I I have two trains of thought regarding Mecha Ridley here. Um, The first train is that I remember playing Zero Mission for the first time and just being like, this is so cool that I'm fighting Mecha Ridley. Like this whole extra part of the game as we were talking about last week, like this, to me, I was like, wow, this is so sick. This ties in like Ridley with, with Meta Ridley and Metroid Prime. Like this is so awesome. Um, and, and I think that like the sprite work of, of Mecha Ridley is, is amazing. I love that he has like the, the missile attacks from Fusion that Box had. Uh, like everything about this fight, like presentation wise, I, I really, really love it. And, and honestly, even like, as the fight goes on, like Mecha Ridley takes damage, the the damage sprite work looks super cool. I love the way that it sounds, like he's slowly creaking and crawling, and he sounds like he's about to fall apart. So that's on one hand. On the other hand, this is like this is a pathetically easy boss, even by zero mission standards. Like at this point of the game, like you're fully maxed out. Like you are you're good to go. You have all the abilities. You can basically just like you can basically just screw attack and space jump in the corner and stay there while Mecha Ridley does his thing and then just hit him with missiles and like this guy's toast and I think it only takes like a handful of super missiles to break the the glass shielding around his heart and then another handful to finish him off it's really really easy like in fact those two gray space pirates that you fight right at Samus's ship those are like significantly more challenging than this guy oh yeah 
<laughs> so that's my school yeah. of thought. So at the very least, I'm definitely ranking it higher than the base Ridley fight. I think that, I think that goes without saying. I think that goes without saying. But yeah, like you, I'm kind of puzzled where where exactly I want to fit in this fight. Because like I agree, it's easy, but I also think it's kind of engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I like um, you know, I like the um, I like the atmosphere. Honestly, I, again, I I feel like the the escape sequence is the best part of the fight. I love yeah. I love Zero Mission's final escape sequence. But like the um the fight itself, um there is the little bit where if you get hundred percent items, you know you get an even harder version of the boss. You know, separate from like the actual difficulty mode. Is that true? I think that's kind of cool, but I had no idea about at that. At the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get hundred percent items, like I think wow. he gets like I think he gets like double health or something like that. But okay, I, I don't know what the I don't know what the exact modifier is. So like it's kind of cool, but also like. I don't think that's enough of an incentive. I think, like, he should have, like, some different attacks, at least, mm-hmm. that are, like, you know, more difficult to dodge. I feel like that would be, like, a better reward in that kind of domain. Honestly speaking, um, I-, I think even if the escape sequence started and you're fighting Mecha Ridley, that-, that would add some more urgency to this battle. That's, I actually, that would actually be a really good idea, yeah. Yeah, Metroid doesn't really, doesn't really do that a lot. The only Not game I can lot. really think of... The only game I can really think of that does that is AM2R, where you like you fight that mini boss like on your way out of the um out of the tower. Um yeah, yeah, you know Echoes does that actually when you're fighting Dark Samus at <laughs> yep, the end. Yep, Dark Samus too, yeah. But... Which I really like. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what what else does that, so um I I mean I, I guess technically the Omega Metroid infusion, but I mean like that's that's kinda whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I would suggest this. I think that Mecha Ridley reminds me a lot of Kraid, the the boss Kraid in this in this game. Um, and, and I think like like again, like I'm kind of looking at all of these bosses, and and for me, I would say Kirugiro is the exception because I think that Kirugiro is probably like the worst boss on this list. But looking at everything from Mecha Ridley to Imago to Kraid to Ridley to Acid Worm Diorum, those guys kind of like all exist in a very similar bracket to me like like very um indistinguishable from one another in terms of boss fights so i i might i might suggest this i think that for the surprise factor of mecha ridley there's that i thought it was cool the sprite work um everything like that and that i don't know it's, it's, it is kind of a neat tie to the prime games that's enough for me to put it above the rest of the pack but like significantly worse off than like the Chozo test and Mother Brain. So, so me personally, I would. I'm taking a look at our list right now. I'd probably slot it in at number three. If you wanted to push back against that, I, I would. I would understand though. Uh, I'm I'm fine with that. I won't push. I won't push too hard against that. One one last thing that I that I'll mention, and this doesn't really change my ranking, but you mentioned um uh, you mentioned you know how you know over time when it gets damaged, it like becomes more and more red, mm-hmm. and I do think that looks cool. At the same time, though, I kind of prefer how fusion, um, you know, makes damage appear by actually like as you, you know, like you're fighting nightmare and like it actually starts falling apart and revealing its face. You fight bots and like the machine actually starts crumbling. I kind of I kind of wish they did something similar with Mecha Ridley, but maybe they just didn't have enough time to like do that many detailed sprites. And so they went with a recolor instead, which I still which again, I still think the recolors look great. I think red Mecha Ridley looks awesome. No, but, you're right, though. It, yeah. it, it does look cool, but that would have been awesome if, like, uh, like even you kind of see that in the Mother Brain fight. I mean, to a very limited extent, of course, but, like, that glass shattering. And that's, like, 
That's mm. pretty satisfying. And like a nice little crunch when you when you're playing. That would have been cool to see if you could like pick off some parts of Mecha Ridley or something like that. So yeah, like I I mean I guess so so I'll read our list here and then let's talk about the the bosses just generally speaking. So um coming in dead last, no surprise here. We got uh, poor Kirigiru. Um at number 8, we have Diorum. Number 7, we've got Ridley. Tough luck, buddy. Number 6, Imago. Number 5, the Acid Worm. Number 4 is Kraid. Number 3 is Mecha Ridley. Is that redemption? Or are they the same thing? I don't really know. But uh, number two, we got the Chozo test. And number one, we got Mother Brain. So so like I kind of alluded to last week, bosses I don't think are a zero mission strong suit. I, I think Metroid Fusion, mm-hmm. that's like a really strong uh, part of that game. I would say the same about Metroid Dread. Can't say the same about bosses in this game. They're they're all fine. They're all They're all acceptable. It's not like there is like any like really really bad ones but i think among 2d metroid maybe return of samus and and i god maybe nestroid aside this is like certainly the worst yep totally agree and even and even samus returns i would say has stronger boss fight definitely a stronger definitely a stronger ridley fight at least I, I think Samus Returns, I mean, like, I again, I wouldn't put that above, like, Fusion or Super or Dread, but, like, the boss uh-huh. fights that are in Samus Returns are awesome. And if you wanted to count Omega Metroids as boss fights, too, I think you probably could. And those are also mm-hmm. awesome as well. This one... I think yeah, even the Zetas are pretty good boss fights. I, yeah, they are, actually. Um, which, which, again, kind of proves our point. Like, I, again, like, I feel like... And what I just said, like, Nestroid and Return of Samus, like... If you're if you're on the fence about if this game has better bosses than those games, which are like the oldest in the series and more than thirty years old, like that, that's probably not good. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like uh, it's ironic because we're celebrating Metroid Fe- or Metroid Zero Mission for its twentieth, <laughs> but I, it just it doesn't have any wonderful bosses, unfortunately. But it also doesn't have any complete stinkers either, which is kind of kind of nice, I guess. So it all and, and as I mentioned, out. and as I mentioned last week, what's nice is like you know. I feel like the biggest reason a lot of these suck is because or not not maybe not suck, but a lot disappointing. They don't live up to their full potential is because of how quick you can defeat them mm-hmm. uh, on the flip side. They don't overstay their welcome. So, you know, if a yeah. boss, you know, doesn't really live up to its potential, like you're done in like a matter of seconds. If you know how to fully optimize it, which I think is which I think is like at least some redeeming factor. I, I completely agree. I, honestly, even if you don't know how to fully optimize it, like, I mean, like. They're, yeah, they're, these are pretty easy bosses, like Ridley specifically. But uh, yeah, I mean, nobody is going to confuse any any boss fights here for like the Ridley fight in Super Metroid or or Quadraxis or anything like that. Um, but but I think that that's okay. Like you you're, you're very correct when you when you say like they don't overstay their welcome. None of them do, which is a, a big redeeming factor. And if we were ranking these on like a scale of one to five, they'd probably mostly be like twos, threes, something like that. Which which I think is like fine enough. Like as long as they're not actively mm-hmm. bad. That's good enough for me. Yeah. But, and, and also by that same metric, I don't think I'd give any of these a five. Like I think, no. I think, I think chose, I think Chozo test and mother brain probably would get fours. I would, yeah. I would probably, but I don't, even as much as I love that Chozo test five, I don't think I can quite give that a five. I wouldn't either. And you know what? It's actually funny that you say that because I, I think like paradoxically, I would, if we were ranking out of five, I would score the Chozo test fight higher than Mother Brain, but there's just something about that Mother Brain fight that just makes it my favorite in this game, and maybe it's just, like, the realization of what the first game is going for, just, like, 
better well better executed mechanically graphically musically etc etc um so yeah that that being said i'm pretty happy with our list it was pretty close to what i had i think the biggest difference for me honestly they're, they're like on on our list i think uh ridley and imago switched spots and that's that's about it everything else is pretty similar I, to what I, I had. i feel like that was because i feel like it was because i was really pulling for acid worm there i feel like yeah. i kind of just dragged i dragged acid worm a little further in the rankings but otherwise I, i'm okay with that i i like me a good acid worm you know every now and then so <laughs> um well there it is that is our uh that is our boss ranking for metroid zero mission we are uh we are hoping and praying that this game comes to nso uh quickly because uh i mean we'd love to see more people get to play zero mission it is uh you know i, I know that we were kind of a little bit harsh on the bosses there but it's such a it's such a great experience that goes down so easy and is just like a, an awesome way for for people that maybe haven't played metroid before to get introduced to the series so hopefully it's coming i know we said it last week but if you haven't played um if you haven't played this in a long time go and replay it it's, it's a blast you're gonna have a ton of fun and it's really only gonna take you like two three hours something like that so um go and do that next week Alien in Review returns. We've actually pre-recorded the episode, so we've got it done already. We watched AVPR. I had never seen it before. We had some people already talking about it in the Discord. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that we have a lot of uh, activity about this. I'm excited for everyone to listen to this because it's going to be... I think it was one of our better Alien Reviews, actually, which is funny because... Uh, it wasn't one of our better movies that we've watched in Alien in Review. So you'll have to you'll have to come and listen to the episode for the whole scoop. But that's coming next week. Uh, of course, if there's like any Switch 2 news, we'll push it back. But at this point, who the hell knows? Um, so that being said, any final thoughts on Zero Mission or our ranking before we uh, go on and get out of here, Doom? Um, Not really. Just pretty much going to echo exactly what you said. Um, yeah, if you for some reason have not played Metroid Zero Mission yet or if you have friend in your life that's like getting into the series and they you know they should this is the game they should have started with but if they haven't get them on zero mission immediately and get them that sweet sweet omega metroid guide to help them out along the way you know regardless if it's your first time playing or whether you're a veteran we got tips and tricks to accommodate all sorts of players you know what you know what i always kind of like to think too about our guides like because because i like to play a metroidvania just and kind of go at my own pace and explore my own pace but like like i feel like our guides are are obviously for new players too but it's just like also a different way to experience a game that maybe you've played a couple different times like go a different path do collect the missiles and whatever in a different way so yeah doom is right check that check that out and and maybe no if you know metro zero mission like the back of your hand i don't know try our guide try a try a different route than than you might usually try so uh so, so give it a shout um yeah all right. if you want to do some speed booster exercises i got plenty yeah. of speed booster shortcuts for you to try out so definitely that, check those out that is the truth and and those were uh rocking and rolling over on that guide so shout out to you my friend for that um all right we are going to get out of here uh, of course we want to direct everybody over to omegametroid.com we got guides we got news we got maps we got all kinds of stuff plus a full library of every single episode of this podcast that's ever been made and so much more. So go check out OmegaMetroid.com. Um, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review, recommend, all that kind of stuff. Uh, leave us a five-star review. That would be uh, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, we haven't been, had a big push for reviews lately. So maybe we should do, you know, maybe we should encourage people to do that more. That That's really cool. And we'd love to see it. Um, give us a, sh- a follow, rather, on social, wherever you are. We're at OmegaMetroidPod, at Spateri316, at Duminal Cross. Uh, we're, we're at that over on Blue Sky, Twitter, 
I think we're over on threads. I have no idea if we're still over there or not, but go give us a follow anyways. And uh, lastly, we're over on Patreon as well. In fact, we're recording a Patreon episode uh, in two days from now, continuing the great Metroid area ranking. And we're we're kind of getting to the good stuff here. We're closing in on some of like, the high tier areas. So lots of, lots of, lots of fun to be had over there. Uh, give us a follow uh, over on Patreon as well. That, my friends, is going to do it. We'll see you back here next week for Alien in Review when we visit the Pred Alien in Alien vs. Predator. Till then, everybody, take care.